0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Listen Closely, where we talk about all things from true crime to supernatural and beyond. My name is Bobby, and I'm the voice behind the mic, bringing these tales of strange and unusual things to life. To get updates on shows, including sneak peeks or articles relating to the episodes, and special events, giveaways, and more, follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at HTT Listen Closely. Finally, please make sure to add this podcast on your favorite streamer provider to get notifications when new episodes are released. Before I begin, I just want to say, holy heck, it has been a while since I've done a episode. And the reason behind that is there's just been a whole lot going on. John had to use the equipment in other places. So an You know, I'm not really good at setting the equipment back up. So while it was here at the house, I wasn't the best at putting it back together and making it work. In fact, I actually had to wait a couple more days because everything was set up. But for some reason, the mic wasn't going to to the computer. And I'm not the whiz on technical stuff as far as this equipment. So I was having to wait for him. But luckily, he has it set up. Between that and a waft thing on my finger that I'm still dealing with. It's been a week And I am still dealing with this sting. It's mostly gone, but it's like itchy. So I don't know if I'm like slightly allergic. This is only my second time being stung by a wasp. So I'm not sure if I'm allergic or not now. But I'm still kind of dealing with that. But you know, that's just a little side note thing. But it's just been crazy between all of that and then work and, you know, being a grown up and all that other stuff. So it has been a very long time since I've done an episode. And I am so sorry, but I promise... I know I've promised before but I promise I will do better and in fact I have this episode that I am doing right now as well as a couple other episodes that are going to be recorded basically within the same day or same you know couple of days and then they will be already in the queue to be released on the days that they are released so that way I can kind of catch up a little bit on that. Now in saying that, I do have to do basically all of my research again because something's spilled on my notebook and I can read some of my notes but not all of them so I'm going to have to recopy everything. Hopefully I can get everything back. But I did manage to get a couple of stories out of the notebook that wasn't too badly damaged so that's where we are today. So for this episode we're going to be talking about a building in houston texas known as the julia eidson building and it's located actually in the houston public library on 500 mckinney street in houston and it was once the sole main library building from 1926 to 1976. the building was listed in the national registry of historical places in 1977 and the Eidson building reopened in 1979. So as I stated, it it was once the sole building for the library, but now, you know, they have additions to it and instead of being the main building, it's just, you know, an annex or, you know, part of the library. But why are we talking about this building? Well, people who have visited the building have said that there are strange happenings within this building. And in fact, you can still hear certain things from someone in the building's past. So let's dive into it. Our tale begins with Jacob Frank Kramer, and he was born in Baltimore in 1857 to German immigrants. He moved around as a railroad laborer, and in 1911, he was listed as a resident in the Houston City Directory. Now, as we all know from this area, being a railroad laborer was not uncommon at all. There were so many different lines in this area. And with the logging and the oil booms and things like that, there were plenty of laborers in and out of the area. So for him to be a railroad worker at the time is nothing like crazy or anything. Like That's just a typical job that many men had back in that time as they were still trying to develop this area. But in 1913, he found work in Houston's Carnegie Library. Then, in 1926, Kramer moved into the basement apartment and dedicated his last 10 years to caring for the building as a security guard, handyman, and gardener. So, basically, as he got older, he said, you know what, I can't do this railroad laboring anymore. Because that was honestly hard work. That is railroad work and oil company and you know working with that that was extremely hard work and we all know especially with right now during the summer it's hot here in Texas so being out you know it's not even like nine to five it's you know from sun up to basically sundown working and sweating and it was just extremely hard work so he decided to almost retire I mean it wasn't retiring back in that time but basically he just wanted to kind of Settle down, not work as hard, and find a little more comfy job during his older years. So that's why he moved to the library and decided, you know what? I just want to do, you know, light maintenance and gardening and handyman, you know, fixing things up. Basically just a little bit lighter of a duty for my remaining years. And, you know, luckily the library just absolutely loved him. And they allowed him to actually move into the basement apartment underneath because he was able to do security guard handyman and gardening so you know he did all these different things around the library in exchange for room and board and not only did they take him in but they also took in his German shepherd dog Petey and I from my guess if I had to guess you know obviously German shepherds are extremely smart dogs extremely loyal So, it was probably a companion for Jacob, but also kind of helped him do the security guard rounds in the library and, you know, in the area. So, that's just, you know, protection slash companion. That's how I see it in my mind. Obviously, this is an older story, so it's not going to know for sure, like, if that's what the dog was used for. But, like, that's what I'm envisioning in my mind, because if you think about it, German Shepherds... I always call them popo dogs because, like, all the police have German Shepherds or, you know, they're not all German Shepherds, but it's a majority of them. So, you know, you think about that and his security guard. And again, it was extremely loyal dogs. So that's what I'm kind of thinking. But the library was gracious enough to not only allow Jacob in, but also his dog, Petey. And in the evening times, Kramer would roam the library towards the third floor accompanied by his German Shepherd, Petey, and would play his violin. This is a pretty empty library, so, you know, the the acoustics in there probably sounded amazing and beautiful. And so, just to, you know, pass the time and pass the nights as he probably did his security rounds, he would just play his violin. And again, he did this for his last 10 years. So, sadly, on November 1936, the 79-year-old Kramer was found dead within the library by fellow library associates obviously you know this was pretty sad they lost not only their security guard handyman gardener but they lost one of their own so and for one of them to come in and find him, regardless of their relationship I mean that's really really sad so you know he did pass away and I'm not actually sure where he's buried or what actually happened to him but obviously, the building is still there, still standing to this day. They decided to make it a historical place. And it actually now holds the Houston Metropolitan Research Center within that actual building. But why are we talking about this on my podcast? Well, it is said that you can still hear sounds of a violin at night, along with clicking That sounds like dog nails walking across the floors. There's also been reports of sheet music that has been found scattered in various places. So is Jacob Frank Kramer and his German shepherd dog Petey still roaming the halls? It honestly depends on who you ask. But to me... You all know by now how I feel on these things. And I think, yeah, it is a very good possibility. This was his last residence. It was his last job. Obviously, he loved doing it. And, you know, it was just a very calm, relaxing last 10 years. And he had his dog by his side, his violin Playing during the evening times roaming the halls so it's very very likely if you believe in the spiritual world that he is still there still roaming the halls just enjoying the last place that he was at but obviously you can still go visit this building it is still open to the public however. I don't believe you can actually go ghost hunting or anything like that. I mean, this is a public library or, you know, part of a public library. So again, like I always tell y'all, please be extremely respectful. Don't do anything disruptive. Don't come with your entire ghost hunting equipment expecting to catch something. If in doubt, one ask or two, just don't do it. By now, all of you have heard me tell you time and time again, be respectful of your areas, you know, leave only footsteps. But yeah, definitely go over there, check it out. Um, it's a beautiful building, regardless of whether you believe or not. And it's a beautiful story, honestly, of, you know, a man who was at his end, but still enjoyed the little things in life. If you do decide to go, maybe ask some of the workers there or employees there if they have experienced anything or not some are more willing to talk than others so obviously again be respectful don't just up and get in everybody's faces or anything like that never do that be respectful be kind and as always listen closely